Welcome to the Sun Island. Welcome again, guys. Sun Island Energy, Energy Bridge. I'm excited today to have with us uh, a young man, Oscar Lerma, and he is the owner of O O. OJL 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 construction right, right OJL right. construction so today we're going to talk more about a lot of fun stuff um Oscar and kind of getting to know the know you the man behind the business so just start out with a little bit of your background and how you got into the construction in the construction space. industry yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so you know I was um early on post high school, coming out of high school, uh, you know, parents are immigrants from Mexico and, you know, they always drove into us, me and, and, and my siblings, got to go to college, uh, got to do better than us, right? So, you know, um, I took a shot at going to community, my local community college. Uh, you know, dad was paying for it, of course. I didn't have to work through it myself or, or pay for it myself, right? And, you know, going into my first semester, uh, there's probably a few students that were doing worse than me as far as grades because I just, I hated school at that point. You know, I was glad to get out of high school. Going into college was like, oh, I got to do this all over again. You know, another four years, two years, mm -hmm. six years, eight years. So about four or five months into the first semester, I was like, nah, I can't do this. Uh, wasn't trying. Didn't care for it. Had no heart. For, for the education system. I, I wanted to maybe like go work or something, right? But So I told dad, I was like, hey, this isn't gonna work. Um, I, I just can't, you know, I was gonna waste his money. I didn't wanna do that. Um, I was very, you know, he works hard, so I didn't wanna, you know, take advantage of him like that or um, his, those resources are not easy to come by for us. We're lower middle class family, right, at this point. So, you know, he gave me a month or so to think about it. At the same time, he just started up his own business, right, around this this year, mm -hmm. uh, construction business. And uh, about a month went by, and I was really not doing much, just laying around. And, you know, maybe he gave me some time to think about what I want to do with school, maybe change my mind, or maybe, you know, put him to work. And so one day he just said, hey, tomorrow I need you to wake up at this time, I don't know, 5 in the morning or something, man. Yeah. Uh, you're going with me. You know, to to work. So I woke up early, you know, sleepy, maybe drink a coffee or something to keep my. And I rode shotgun with him. And ever since then, I never looked back. You know, we just we just been uh, father and son running the business uh, twenty since two thousand and ten now. Wow. So we're going on thirteen, 13. years. That's and beautiful. you know, you start you know start from the bottom. I, I mean, I wasn't running the company at all at those days. You know. Yeah. He, he threw me into the, the grid of the construction business doing fencing work, fencing work dem okay. demoing uh, small spaces, kitchen spaces, residential, you know, spaces and, and renovating. So I was I was the the bottom of the uh, of the food tree and yeah. within the company. But, you know, we worked our way up. So it's, it's been a long journey. And now we're, we're here in 2020. We're still going strong. Yeah. Not giving up. Yeah. Um, and there, you know, we we create opportunity for ourselves and for others too. You know, uh, during this whole ride, you mentioned something 
pretty neat. And I speak with a lot of, um, I know you were born here, right? No, I wasn't. You weren't born here. I'm one of four siblings. The only one that was privileged to, to be born in Tamaulipas in Mexico. Oh, okay. Right across the border. Okay. That's right pretty neat. That's pretty neat. But um, your dad um, came here, right? right? And he, because the reason why I, I asked I speak with a lot of immigrants mm-hmm. on this podcast, and I always say immigrants get the job done. I, you know, yeah, we, we do. We do. And, you know, there's a saying um, that our guys, a lot of our guys are Latinos that we work with, right, uh, within the company. Um, and they they say, you know, we always can't, we can do anything because our our uh, culture, our race is Mexican, mm. not Mexicant. You know? <laughs> so that's how, that's how they always, uh, you know, help drive each other, right? You know, hey, we're Mexicans. We'll figure out how to get this done. You, you hit a few roadblocks in construction. You're like, oh, it's small scenarios you've never done before. Yes. Um, you got to figure out, you know, you're really critical thinking, try to figure out with the timeline in, in mind. So they're like, hey, we're Mexican. We can't do this, you know. So, um, that's a it's a it's a cool saying. I learned that working with them, right? Early, yeah, early. Because I'm I'm really the youngest cat that was out there working. Okay. Um, you know, I'm the owner's son, right? But mm-hmm. I, I had to prove myself, and they put me through the ringer, early, early in the early days. And you know, when you're in there with them, you know, it's a lot of locker room talk, a lot of uh, good days, bad days, and yeah. you you learn a lot of these sayings that are early. true. You know, they translate in a lot of. Uh, yeah, situations in life. So that's one that I always keep with me. Yeah, it's funny that you say a lot of saying that keep with you throughout your life. And this morning I thought of one. My head just popped up off the pillow, and one that I grew up with in my country is they say one talent of eye to reach to the sky, while others are blessed with ten of the best. Why should I complain? My duties remain, or never, or never, not I. You see what I mean? Right. It's, it's a little jingle, but it's just telling you that, hey, man, if you got a one-string guitar, <laughs> yeah. play that guitar to the best of your ability. So I that that kind of resonate with me. So kind of go back a little bit. So um, what age did you did you came to the states? So what was the states? Age? I was, you know, an age that was out of. It's really out of my baby, baby, my memory. So, baby, baby. I think father must have been about twenty years old, which puts me at not even a year or two, maybe. Oh, baby, baby, old. okay. So I was a baby. And then, what was it like growing up, kind of seeing your father trying to? When he came here, was he fluent in the language? Was he? No, he wasn't. Mm. You know, and to I this day, I need to learn more about that man. He wasn't. Yeah, yeah to this ahead. day, he's. Uh, you know, I know you have. An accent yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, your country and your background. Yeah, yeah. Where you grew up. Definitely. You can s- definitely hear it in his uh, English, too. Mm. It's it's very choppy English, you know, but he, he's fluent. He understands it top to bottom. Um, he just, the the accent is just, you know, the later you come to, to America or to a different country, mm-hmm. it's harder to uh, ad- adapt, you know, the accent. But he could speak it very well, you know. And um, I mean, he he claims. I remember him telling me when I was young. He country music helped him a lot. Really, learn English. I've never heard anyone else say that. Right? Some people say, you know, reading books or listening. I could see that because country music is storytelling. 
That's a big right, part right. that, that and tells it, stories. Yeah, and he also mentioned apart from that that it's a lot more like the words are a lot more pronounced, whereas like maybe other genres like it goes by real fast. It's hard to yeah, it's like a dialect. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to like pluck the words and and that makes where, what was total that sense. So, that was really cool, you know. I learned obviously in school. So needless to say, you heard listening a lot of country music growing up. <laughs> yeah, I did. I I got into it, cool. uh, and I really at first I thought it was it just seems so foreign, uh-huh. you know, compared to what we're used to in our culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, our our culture is a lot more fast paced and different. The country's a bit. I don't know. It just felt like folk, and we weren't used to it. But yeah, I was. Would I watched a movie. How am I gonna forget the name? Ah, uh, Sheldon, you need to help me figure out this movie, Sheldon, because it's a good one. I watched it recently. American movie? Yeah, and no, and Sheldon is going to help me figure it out. And it was it was about a guy, Sheldon, and he was Hispanic. I, I think he might might have been Mexican. And he came here and he created a flavor for the hot chips. He worked for Rito oh, okay. Lay or Cheeto or... And I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was a story, man. I, I think that's a new movie. It's, it's a, a brand movie. new yeah, movie. Yeah. And I almost watched it. I just didn't make time for it. But I know yeah, what you should You should go check it out, man. You recommend it's, it? Yes. I believe oh, the yeah. movie is called Flaming Hot. Flaming, Flaming Hot. Sheldon, all right. I appreciate it. 2023, you. inspired by a true story of Richard. I'm going to butcher that last name. Uh, as a Frito-Lay's janitor, he started out, actually. Right. Yeah, it was, the, uh, dude, that movie resonate with me so much as an immigrant myself, because that guy ca- came from nothing, came yeah. from janitor, man. Yeah, yeah. And the energy that he brought, I mean, I, I just felt it, the energy he brought, he was always trying to learn. And it's that mindset that you just said, he's like, I can, I can, it's never, I cannot. Right. Um, yeah, it's, I recommend uh, that from movie. From what I understand, he saw that there was a a, a market, amongst, I, yeah. a potential market amongst you know Hispanics, and yes. he wanted to pitch uh, a flavor <laughs> for the chip company or something. And yeah, they, you know they drove they wrote him off as crazy. You know you don't know what you're saying. You, know, mm. you don't know what you're doing. You know this isn't yeah. what you do. <laughs> Yeah, that's not well, a that's not a million dollar idea, right? Because he's a janitor. But speaking about father and son, though, uh, speaking about father and son, in that movie I watched it, and he didn't have like the best, you know, relationship with his dad. It seemed like you had one because he kind of brought you in your company, but he had to overcome limitations. L- let me kind of expound a little bit. So usually when you come to a place where the opportunity is there, but you are not familiar with that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Your children now, they're coming up and they're seeing that opportunity, but you, because you're not from there, you don't even know if it exists. So if your kid come now with this big old dream, you're telling him just go to work. You see okay. where I'm coming from? Right. You're not teaching them to, to dream big. And I think... That was his dad's downfall in that movie. He was telling him, like, yeah, but just keep doing this because right now your head is in the cloud. Right. Um, just kind of growing up with your own experience, what, what are some of the stuff you kind of saw from your, 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 your parents and your dad perspective that 
kind of instilled in you that, I mean, I have to do things a certain way to get results? What are some of the stuff you saw growing up? Um, one of the, uh, I think the biggest, uh, I guess, values was um, a hard work ethic mm -hmm. and integrity, just being being yourself and being an honest person in whatever you do, right? So, you know, dad would uh, preach to us, if you end up liking flipping burgers, you know, be the best burger flipper you, you, you where you're at, you know, mm -hmm. do it with passion, do it with all the joy in your heart, despite the pay, despite whatever. Or if you like cleaning, do that, mowing, mowing lawns, mm -hmm. whatever you do, you know, just do it with hard work, do it honestly. And, and um, he always had a, uh, you know, did tell us, you know, whatever you want to do, it doesn't matter if it's flipping burgers or if you want to be a lawyer or mm. doctor, do what you like. And really, you know, what most parents, most good parents tell their kids is anything you can think, dream of, you can achieve. Mm. You just have to study and work hard for it and, and stay on it, right? You know, don't try once, give up and, oh, you know, it, it's I'll go do something else. So, you know, if you really want it, go for it until you get it. And so that, that's the kind of mentality dad had. You know, he doesn't really take no for an answer. If we've never had, a, you know, a lawyer in the family, I mean, that's no reason to not, why can't Oscar be the first lawyer, right? So that, that was the kind of attitude that he brought to us. So you kind of do end up developing as a child uh, with some of your parents' uh, personality. And I think I grew, that grew on me, right, a lot. You're pretty open-minded. And I could tell that you're, you're pretty open, um, uh, but like open with the with the best best connotation to it like open but not like open to like free will it's like open to learn open to to be curious open to to understand right. and and I could I could sense that just your general your general personality where does that come from cuz a lot of people are just are they're more closed that comes from actually you know this is more religion because mm. um, we grew up uh, early early days parents were catholic you know mm. mexicans you yeah know, were. Gotcha. but later on mom transitioned and in, in, to christianity and to baptist baptist okay and then she pulled my dad into it eventually you know mm. after a lot of hard work and prayers you know she she got dad to go on the same boat and so um from the age of nine or ten somewhere around that ballpark I'm just being taken to Sunday school all the time. And one of the things I learned in the Bible growing up as a young kid was that Jesus came to serve, you know, and then he, there was a couple of people uh, in one instance that somebody was trying to wash his feet. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, no, no. He ended up washing their feet. And he said, I'm, I'm coming here to serve, you know, the king of all kings and um, son of the creator was coming not to take from us or ask of us services or anything but you know he came to serve so that's one thing and you know dad ended up being a preacher he ended up converting to a preacher as well later your on. dad yes my dad wow that's he, he also preaches yeah so seeing him is there nothing so, that guy can't do <laughs> that's pretty uh, impressive there's very little he can't do you know <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sure you know he's no, got his I limitations mean, for sure I but you know that's pretty oh, awesome he's a keep going, keep going, mm -hmm, so keep going. 
um, that was always something, and and father ado- adapted that too, you know, because a lot of people, you know, can get into the your faith, whatever it is, you know, whatever faith it is, and mm-hmm. a lot of good values and oh, yeah. a lot of honest teachings, and whether you believe in that stuff or not, uh, you also get some bad apples, right? As as preachers or priests, whatever, mm-hmm. Sunday school teachers, but you know, that was a, a good apple, and you could tell. And I think a lot of that was because, you know, we ended up having a good teacher, which was our, our lead pastor. Oh, nice. Honest guy, you know, very receiving, very open, non-judgmental. Oh. And so all that, you see that growing up as a kid, I, I just, I absorbed a lot of that from those, you know, these are role models that, these are true role models, you know, true, true superheroes yeah. that kind of form, the, you know, the way you think and stuff. And so um, as an early kid, I kind of adapted a lot of those uh, mannerisms and, and that behavior, yeah. that way of thinking too. Yeah. You know, of course, you're still a teenager and you're still doing silly stuff here and there, right? But right. at the end of the day, if you don't, for me, in my experience, that always stayed with me. So anywhere I go, if I'm, uh, this is a wisdom throughout those ten years almost of of going, mom, going to church, going to church, Sunday mm. school, summer school, church, and just reading the Bible with her and every night she would make us um, maybe read a verse or two and pray with her right before going to bed. We're her babies. And so that kind of stays with you. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of wisdom in in those, in that scripture that helps me to this day, keep calm during, you know, tough business days, tough personal days, tough social, social days with your partner, with your friends, family, whatever. Right. So, that's been a, a huge influence, and that's why I'm always open to to listening, right? Because you learn more from listening and hearing other people's stories than from me bragging about, oh, what I've accomplished, what I can do, uh, where I've been, where I come from. So, you know, me learning from your story, his story, other people's stories, there's a lot to be, you know, you never stop learning, right? So stop. I always go in, uh, even within my business, I'm, I'm the boss, but I'm, I don't act like the boss, you know, try to pick people's brains because at the end of the day, it's we have people in their late 30s, 40s and 50s working for us. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they've lived twice the life that I've lived. I'm just turned 30. Yeah. They have twice the life experience, you know. So there's a lot of mistakes that they've made in life that I've, I thrive off of learning from other people's mistakes, too, because they tell me, oh, at your age, you know, I should have done this. Mm. But I was reckless, or maybe they didn't have the guidance. You know, not everybody has a, a father like I did, or a good father, or just someone there. Period. Period. Yeah. To help them, and and some people do, and they say I ignored it, and you know, look look where I'm at. It took me five years to recover from those silly decisions I made, and so a lot of that I take with me, and I do learn a lot from a lot. You know, eighty ninety percent, I I take the advice and I apply it. Yeah. And then there's still some where, you know, you got to sometimes you got to make your own mistakes. Right. True. You got to live your own life and yeah. and just fall on your own and get yourself back up. But I think a lot of my success is down to the, the people that have surrounded me. And they, you know, they, they with good intention, they give you advice because they see you young. Mm-hmm. They see you ambitious. They see you. You're intelligent. Um, you're uh, humble. So they want to, you know, kind of water this 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 flower which is me yeah. and then they hope that you know uh, the rest is on to me right mm. like, like they say you take a horse 
to 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 the lake to f to feed the water. But yeah. if it doesn't drink, you know what? Well, you can't do much more than that. So, yeah, it's it's been. It's been fun. Yes. It's been so that level of humility, man, it, it's a part of your core. And a lot of people struggle with just being humble, um, receiving uh, information that help them propel to the next step. How do you see it in your business help you just by just by absorbing, listening? How does it help you with your crew? Because I know construction... It's a man's, you know, right, right. man's woman. But you know what I'm trying to say. It's it's one of them work. Yeah, it's tough work. Where you're out there with your guys, you got to be leading your guys. How you being humble, how do you see that affect your crew? Um, say it's a heat wave and guys are frustrated and it's hot. And right. yes, how do you, your calm demeanor influence your your environment in the workspace. A lot of it is having good uh, policies and procedures, and and you know, you, you as a company, as a construction company, you always have safety uh, policy, a safety manual, right? Mm -hmm. So it addresses everything from equipment safety down to fatigue, uh, ergonomics, and mm -hmm. heat related too. So yeah. you have that in your manuals and. Um, we try to be as generous as we can with our employees because that's who we are as just as people. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have OSHA and, and other organizations that, you know, you have laws and stuff yeah. you have to abide by. Right. But we, we give them f fair breaks. I always try to, it's important for them to know who they're working for. Right. Mm. I think so. It, I always would tell them or the supervisors, Hey, you know, these guys get tired, fatigued with the heat or whatever it is. Give them the break they need, you know, even if it's a schedule that we're kind of working on and, you know, it's a tight schedule, you have to give them some some slack because at the end of the day, our physical bodies still need... We're not machines, right? We need breaks, we need water. And then I've learned that personally especially being young, a lot of us have stuff that might uh, be going on in our background, like life, mm -hmm. marriage, kids. So that with the heat, with the stress, some people might not have gotten the best sleep for whatever home reasons. It's, it's not very often you come across you know, a guy that, in that circumstances, but just give them, give them the breaks and need realistic, right? We're not yeah. saying we're going to let them two for two hours just hang around, right? Mm -hmm. But if they... If they're working and somebody, one of the guys needs a 20 minute break, 30 minute break, let them have it. And they kind of, if they see that, you know, upper management leadership is uh, very considerate, you know, it's a safety point too. Yeah. Uh, you don't want somebody getting hurt or stress fatigue, right? But yeah. they, they see that you care about their, their person, right? And we're not just, just driving results. We gotta get it done, we gotta get it done, you know, make the most money. Yeah. Um, profits, performance. Yes, we have deadlines and stuff, and in those deadlines, a lot of times the guys they they knock it out in time. But when those, especially during the summer months, you have to give these guys breaks. Especially now, it just feels summer's hotter than ever. So, um, just letting them know that, look, I'm in the office office environment or truck traveling all day, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I'm in the sun. 20, 30 minutes looking at a job here, an hour there. And so I don't know what it's like. I'm not there 
eight hours in the sun or 10 hours, 12 hours, you know, in the sun. But that doesn't mean I'm not considerate. So when they see, you know, that your leadership is, is works like that, they don't forget. They just don't walk into the office, into the AC and forget about you and, and don't consider that, you know, the, the environment that you have to live on. Sometimes you're working around equipment that's, uh, it's hot equipment. Yeah. And so it's even hotter, you know. Mm-hmm. If it's 110 degrees outside and the, the, the equipment's running at 200 you know, it's giving off heat, and they have to work in close proximity to that stuff. Yes. You know, we're protective protection equipment, too, and then so that's even more layers of uh, clothing and, and gloves and stuff, and so it's even hotter. So for, for that reason, you don't want them getting dehydrated, and they're, you know, the, the number one resource that you have as a company is, is the people that you, you have working for you. So you have to protect your, your best, greatest asset, mm-hmm. and we always do a good job. That's what I think. I want to believe that people like working for us for many reasons, but that's one of the most important reasons because you have to protect them. Um, yeah, hundred percent. And you said a, a lot of things that are very important, which is your human resource. The folks correct. that are working for you is is very very valuable, and you explained your leadership style. How would you? How would you say your leadership style is? What type of leadership style do you you possess? The leadership style is pretty much um, show the same work ethic you kind of ask of them, right? You you hold yourself accountable to you know good and bad days, yeah. just like you would them. Yeah. So there's a lot of times where you know you have to show face. Uh, somebody has to show face for something that maybe didn't go right in in, in the project. Whatever it may be, most people don't like coming up to whoever it is, the client, right? Let's say it's it's the homeowner. Let's say it's the construction manager, maintenance supervisor for the client, whoever your uh, point of contact is on the other end, and give bad news or or give, you know, unexpected news that they really don't want to hear. Something that's going to push the timeline further a week or two, discovery work, uh, something got broken by accident. You know, nobody wants to go and do that, you know, so... I always go and I just tell them, you know, move aside. I'll go and deliver the news. Look a customer in the eye. You have to communicate these things as soon as possible, too. You can't just sit around on it. Because <laughs> right. the longer you wait, the customer is going to get upset and say, well, when did you when did you find this out? You know, a mm. week ago. Well, that looks bad, right? You know, so we don't want to ever be in those shoes. So everybody's, you know, looking at each other. Oh, who's the guy that has, wants to go? And uh, That's where I come in yeah. as a leader and tell them, hey, you know, uh, when stuff comes up, you know, I go and show face. Hey, this happened. You know, wasn't our fault. It was unforeseen. Whatever it might push the cost up a little, might not, but definitely the timeline. You know, because now we have to go over this hurdle. And so, uh, a lot of scenarios like that, over the years, people see that. Okay, this guy's not afraid to stick his neck out for us when maybe they make a small mistake, or whenever something doesn't go according to the project plan. You know, yeah. you go out there and, and you kind of they see it as you you kind of protecting them, right? Which in in reality, you know, I try to tell them it's not your fault in a lot of these cases, right? It's discovery work. Uh, you find mold behind the wall or whatever. Yeah, I need to understand more though how you came up in the ranks. Talk more about that because you you this what you're explaining and this demeanor how you're explaining it. 
this guy to get you have to learn this right it's so a, talk, talk to me kind of walk me through how you came up through the ranks well you know coming out of high school you know how, how i got pulled into the company um i spent a couple of years maybe three years as a helper so we're doing from helping uh doing fencing you know digging fencing yeah yeah just just pouring concrete out, out for me yeah go ahead pouring concrete mm. i mean we do a little bit of a lot of different construction Understood. crafts and skills yeah. so uh, i was in the field working in myself as a, a young helper strong i was a uh, uh, very active in the gym at that age so and i had a lot of energy <laughs> and and you know i showed it in the field right i wasn't this very skilled laborer i was just a helping hand but mm. you know that you that's what you need you need physical power and so i i helped in the kitchen remodeling you know installing granites cabinets drywall all that stuff and as the i guess three years went by going into the fourth year that sort of brought me into a more of a we didn't really have a, a main office at the time we didn't have a brick and mortar office yet mm. we were, working kind of out of a home office. Yeah, understood. And then out of our trucks, right, the first two to three years. But, you know, he would pull me into uh, kind of like a, a more office uh, duty role, mm. um, giving me assignments like keeping up with the time sheets, mm. you know, uh, keeping track of who's all on the uh, payroll today, who's yeah. showing up, yeah. uh, what materials we need for projects, right? Yeah. Uh, so you need drywall, this and that. You kind of keep up with the paperwork. You start learning how paperwork is a part of or involved in the project. And so, you know, in 2014, 13, 14, I was doing these things. And after a year went by, he sort of pulled me over and started teaching me how to do estimating. You know, how do we know what we need to charge the customer? You know, that comes, a lot of that comes with experience. So the experience in the field that I was there, Physically, I know, okay, that's roughly how long it takes to knock drywall off the walls, put it back on, right? You kind of learn this going through the field. So I know, okay, so it takes us this many guys to pull the drywall off of this kitchen yeah. and put it back on. I, I, Me being in the field, I remember it. I think this is a reasonable amount of time um to turn over this project and then so that's how you kind of learn to estimate what materials you need to how to how to price the materials and stuff so i spent another half a year to an, a year mm. learning how to estimate you know equipment you need you need to yeah. rent equipment for whatever uh reason uh excavating equipment you know uh digging equipment mm. so you learn all these things all the cost that goes into putting compiling an estimate together mm. that's going to make profit for the company and uh, yeah and, go ahead and, and you have to meet your budget within mm -hmm. that to, to make your profit margins and you have to be accurate on your manpower your man hours and then your labor yeah well yeah that's the same thing labor mm -hmm. and your equipment and materials yeah fuel expenses and all this and your overheads right the uh miscellaneous that aren't the whole nine right? yeah. yeah like my dad you know he's got to get paid too you gotta <laughs> make money there to pay pay for you know dad you too pay the boss yeah. you gotta pay the boss um company vehicles and all that stuff so after a year estimating you know he kind of they, we're like looking at 20, late 2015 maybe somewhere in 2015 now um kind of give me small projects now to so from you know we estimate them and then when we get awarded the project i'm kind of in charge of keeping up with the project right you have your foreman with his crew and you kind of keep track of okay are they on time it's a week or two has gone by we should have been finished by now we should you know maybe we still have a few more days 
and you kind of learn how to manage, like keep track of progress, mm -hmm. uh, schedule wise and uh, cost wise too. So you make sure, you know, cause the longer you have your crews working on a job, yeah. it's eating out of your uh, piggy bank, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you need to finish X amount of time, reasonable amount of time to do the work, uh, not rush it, yeah. but do it with good quality and, and on time, turn it over to customer happy and, and you know, you have your profit on top of that. So. Uh, he gave me a lot of small projects, and you learn when you're managing those small projects how business really works, right? How, you know, every person you have working for you is costing you uh, X amount of dollars, right? Correct. But uh, with your estimating, you you know how much money that they're going to be bringing in for you, right? Mm -hmm. They're your money makers, too, at the same time. Absolutely. Yes, you're paying them, but they're the one that's making your company grow and, and continue. So you you see, you start seeing work as from a, a point of view of a business owner now, right? Mm. As an employer, when you're doing the management of, of these projects, and so little by little you get bigger projects, bigger responsibility, bigger pressure, and from 2016 to the present, you know, just as big as a project as we can take on, me and Dad, you know, a lot of times maybe I'm just taking it on myself, but a lot of that is you learn your own limitations too as a person mm. that I'm not an expert plumber, I'm not an expert electrician. So you, you do learn, you know, that that's why you have the team. You, have, you need key people, the resource, your human resource yes. uh, to, to execute those you know, crafts for you. Yeah. So you do your job uh, holding down the paperwork, mm. dealing with the cost insurances, all the stuff, all the expenses, getting the jobs, hustling for the customers. You know, dad took care of a lot of that early on and still to this day he does. But you have to know your limitations too and, and that's where the teamwork comes in. Where where I'm not so good at is you bring other skilled supervision or a safety man and they help fill in those gaps, right? And that's how you keep a company kind of growing and su succeeding, right? Because you can never be thinking... I can do everything myself. You'll burn yourself out. You're not as good as somebody that has just done it as a career for their whole life, especially me being a young guy. I know that in two years, I'm not going to be, uh, no, have more depth and knowledge of plumbing or carpentry work than a guy that's done carpentry for 20 years of his <laughs> life, right? So right. that's why you need these, or, or a supervisor yeah. that no longer does the carpentry work himself, but he, he was in the field doing it for so many years. So you rely a lot of that, uh, your information now comes from, from those uh, channels, so your supervision, they help you out. Uh, you can't all be everywhere at once, so you have to rely on them, uh, responsible people that you hire, professionals, and, and they, uh, they're the ones that kind of help you get by day to day, right? Yeah. And, and, execute projects successfully yeah it's super impressive the way how your career has gone so far because kind of just learning um the way you kind of got built in the rank and the reason why i wanted kind of that backdrop it, it you the real deal dude <laughs> so when i say the real deal you can feel it just the way you talk and the way you go about it right like right a legit businessman that's handling business correct and you have came up through the ranks to help you to get to this 
to this point. I think when we were talking, you said, no, your, your dad leaves you with the business and goes to Mexico. Just right, sometime. right. <laughs> yes, you know, sometimes you, you've gotten to a level where you can sort of operate the company yeah. at, a, at a very high level. And, you know, everything's, all the places are in part, you know, like mm, a vehicle. Mm. You know, the engine's doing their job, the transmission's doing it, the wheels are doing their job. Yeah. So me, I'm just, I'm just like the mechanic, the tech, and I'm just looking at everything's operating smoothly. You just give it maintenance. You, you do your duties. If something's getting out of place, you, you work on it. You fix it, right? And, but that's why dad knows. I know what needs to be done. He can yeah. take off and not take care of his, his baby, right? Yeah. And yeah. if I need help, you know, I know who to call or I'll call him. But you just with the experience you get over 10 years, yeah. uh, a lot of it is, is wanting to learn it, stepping up to the, to the plate, right? Because... There are, I mean, just like you see a lot of yeah. good days, successful projects. You also have projects where you're breaking even or you you don't go so good, right? Yeah. And so during those times, you also have to, you have to be even stronger. 100%. Right? That's when you're really tested if you're going to make it. In yeah, like your story is fascinating. It's pulling me in like different direction. I'm like, do I ask him about this now or do I just wait? Because it's like, there's a couple of things going on, man. What it really means to be an entrepreneur. Like you are living out to legit have self-actualization, which is the highest realm any human being can get in any endeavor that they chose. And I can tell that you're striving for that, right? Right. Um, and that's one thing, just seeing somebody pushing themselves to kind of get to a certain area of their life from starting from the bottom, right? That, that, that's one angle. But then I'm looking at it like a business owner started a business so no, he can have a legacy because you're your dad's legacy. Correct. And I can tell that you're taking it serious, right? right? Right. And how that legacy got created, it was by a faithful or patient dad. Because what happens sometimes when us parents or your parent and your kid tell you, hey, I don't want to do X, you force your life, own life expectation on them. Right. And ruin their life. Correct. No, because I don't want to go to school. I don't have nothing to do with you to the extent that it was. Right. And he didn't take that approach. It was like, you don't want to go to school. Do this instead. Right. And and, and the, the, the way I'm thinking about it, I studied construction in school. That's right. I got a degree in that. Dude, like, I wish somebody would have just put me in a construction company to even learn half right not even half 10 percent of what you know about construction right but i have a whole degree and i don't know 10 percent. i'm being serious right, right of what you know and i spend what four years of doing that correct you, you get where i'm coming from yeah yeah so so there's so much that i kind of want right. to dissect so man. I, i've always you know my three siblings i'm the oldest of four boys uh -huh. i'm the only one that didn't go to college right mm. and so i i joke with my i joke with my <laughs> siblings sometimes and i tell them hey I'm out here helping dad make, you know, 
three hundred grand a year, yeah. six hundred thousand, yeah, whatever, yeah, excellent, whatever yeah. it is. Just mm-hmm. throw a number out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and then you over here call, making dad spend fifty k a year on on books and stuff. You know, <laughs> just staring at your professor and drinking with your buddies after school. And you know, I'm just kidding with them, right? And they just laugh. Not, and I'm not like, really, but you yeah. are. I get it. I get it. And so, but I tell them, you know, hey. College has value, right? That the, that the prom, diploma, that degree, um, the education you get, it, it does have some value, right? But if you apply it, right? And, and if you, you apply it. Yeah. But a staggering percentage of people who go to school don't ever use their degree. And I've come across uh, people I went to high school with that went to, yeah. uh, got a degree, and they're working in a completely different field for whatever reason, right? I don't, yeah. I don't get into their business too yeah. personally for why you went that route or maybe no opportunity came up but um i i just knew in my moment in my story college wasn't for me at that Mm. time i told myself then i was like maybe one day i'll look back and i'll wish i had gone for maybe whatever reasons or maybe i'll look back and i was like Mm -hmm. i'm glad i didn't go you know and i told my brothers especially telling you dude you didn't have you didn't even i'm you're talking to somebody who did the degree that You don't need it. You would have right. never yeah, needed it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing well now. I'm I mean, telling you, bro. You know, you I'm have... not using my construction degree. Like, I don't even know 10% of what really need to be known about yeah, construction. And, and I went to four years of school for that. And there are some books that I've looked at, like, not to read a whole book on construction or management or whatever, but there's some stuff that doesn't apply into real life the same way. It doesn't translate Experience the same way, is right? the best teacher, Experience man. is the best teacher, so... I know we, some, you know, I told you earlier when I was young and you'd be into, in, in, the, in the crew, with, you're working with old men, right? Mm. In your 40s and you're, you're a teen, you're their helper and you hear all kinds of sayings thrown out. One of, one of the sayings I heard, uh, sometimes people would complain, oh, I'm getting a little tired. And you have your lead man, your boss just clapping like, no, come on, man. This is just paid exercise. This is paid exercise. <laughs> you know, we're getting paid to exercise. Come on, man. Don't give up on me. We, wow. You know, give me 10 more minutes, whatever. Wow. So they talk like that, you know, in Spanish, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, of course, when they're absolutely tired, yeah, you do. All right, guys, you know, we mm-hmm. do need a break. Yeah. Let's get a break, whatever. But that's one way they help drive each other too, right? And then keep that positive mindset. And I always remember that. And that's how I, I see how I was my experience brought up, it was all paid ed- education for me. It was, it, was, it was a paid learning experience for me, right? It was a blessing, you know? I, you need to drop the mic on I'd that. I do it all over again in my story. Not everybody can do it the same way. Everyone has their Just own story, right? that mindset alone, bro. Right. Keep going, because that's legit. It and was, for you, it was paid learning. Right, and that's how I looked at it, you know? There was some tough days, and there was some stuff that I was like, I don't know if I can learn that as fast as I need to, to, you know, get through this, but, you know, you... Like, people go to work, right, and they work medial jobs or or jobs that they're not getting the type of money that they think that they're supposed to get. Right. And they bitch and complain and, and every single thing and not realizing that it's a step, you know, it's a way how to learn to get to another step. And you automatically knew that. Do you think right. it was because you were working for your dad while you knew that, or is just like I'm, I I'm honestly asking the question to understand? It was, it was because it's so hard for some people. It's just uh, that that uh, lead man, that supervisor, saying that it's, this is paid exercise, guys. And I look at it, you know, he's joking, but he's not. And I was like, oh, man, that's true. 
you know, that's good mentality. And I was like, uh, everything I'm going through, because every every year was a new challenge that yeah, would give me yeah, more yeah. more responsibilities, right? Yeah. And so you have to look at it that way. Like this is a, I'm getting paid to learn all these things, to mm-hmm. l- learn how to read drawings uh, for civil work, for concrete work, learn how to read drawings for layouts of houses. Or, you're getting learn to do this. Some people are costing their parents, you know, <laughs> fifty grand, eighty grand a year for colleges, or or or, or getting themselves into student debt. And some people just have no other option, right? That yeah. A lot of people go through that, and you know, to each their own. College is valuable for some people; they do get value out of it. But in my story, I was happy the route I took, and I think none of my brothers. Uh, I'm glad they all went to college. The baby is heading off this summer to college, right? He just graduated high school. Um, I think f- for maybe their passion or whatever they wanted to do in their career, they probably made the best choice. So you're the eldest of four brothers? The eldest of four, oh, wow. the only one, any kind of interest in construction, the other three just don't look like, <laughs> you know, they, they're they into econ- economics and finance or some other accounting stuff. And they, they don't want nothing to do with construction. But the, all of that is construction too. You never know, you know, you know this well, life is long and beautiful, man. It and is. right now you're setting a foundation. You they may end up coming in the business at some point, but by that point it's so big. You need that economic guy. You need okay. that accountant guy. Yeah. So, so you, the way I look at it is, uh, two are out of college. One's been working for years. One's starting this summer to real world life or work. Right. You never know whatever wherever life pulls them. You know, I'm a big believer in God too. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, and then I think He puts us where we need to be to help ourselves and others and maybe their experience maybe further down the road they can come back and help the company and they they have bring something that i didn't learn mm. um in my experience they bring some value and then they yeah. can help me maybe dad's out of the picture or, yeah, yeah. for whatever reason yeah, you know they learn some accounting stuff and you always want a uh, good trustworthy accountant right oh yeah or somebody that knows finance right because that's something that we didn't really educate ourselves on too much. You 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 learn as you go with finances and mm-hmm. mani- money management, and managing you know the company from yeah. getting uh, help uh, financially or just funding yourself, right? Yeah. So a lot of that value can come down the road. I mean, right now we work with what we have and we work with professionals and whatever we need, right? But um, the door is always open. And then I I did think. Initially, I did tell one of my brothers it's probably best for him to go out, get some real-world experience, get some experience working for someone else, maybe pick up new skills and stuff, and maybe later, you know, doors always open. And repeat know. the name of your company again? OJL Construction. OJL so. Construction. They, yeah, that they, the, the base of this company is strong, man, and you guys are going to go places. So the logo is pretty interesting, man. Talk about the name and the logo. I think the name comes from, you know, our family name. So O is Oscar and, you know, J is Jesus. It's, it's my dad's father. Cool. Dad grew up without a father, you know. His father died when he was under six years old. Mm. But he always remembers, you know, his father's name. Hardworking man and out of poverty in mm-hmm. Mexico. And then the last name is the L. So it's literally just your, this is your brand. It's your name. So yeah. that's another reason why you want to succeed and and do right by people right? is that a sun or is that a uh, compass and it's a sun oh it's let's sun go and we, I, <laughs> I i got a little sun in mind too i think uh, my daughter what i don't know my daughter call it uh i can't remember what she called it that, a banana 
<laughs> oh, I can see why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's a sun coming sun. out from behind the palm tree, yeah. which is really cool. <laughs> so some of that is is just doing like the 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 brand or the. But, but she's set five. She's six. She's a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's, she's yeah, still yeah, yeah, a small yeah. child. But you said keep going on your logo. Um, yeah, it's really cool. So I actually got tasked with generating our, you know, so it's a from sun. the start, yeah, uh, our logo. So I was like, I think initially we did something really, really quick, like in 2010, 11, because you need mm, business cards, yeah. you need to hand stuff out, pamphlets, whatever, right? Um, you need to give somebody something, and I guess that he did it mm-hmm. tangible. He just didn't want to have a name or letters, right? Just font. Uh, so we did like a very, you, you don't see it here, but it was a very like basic image of a, a sun. And so as the years went by in around 2013, we adapted, uh, I think Father grew into um, an incorporation. Mm. And so we had to re kind of rename a lot of stuff, rebrand stuff. And I got tasked with doing that. So mm. um, he gave me the job to give us a you know give us something give us a logo so i it, it didn't look like this because we used to have oj and then our last name larima construction yeah and then later on a few years down the road I, we we redid it again and we cut it shorter you know leave the last name out just leave the construction and then keep the ojl simpler mm-hmm. and, and shorter and a little cleaner you know i, I, I i'm not a marketing professional right uh, you're a businessman you i'm a businessman man you know we, you we figured did, it out you can I, I think i took one hour uh, using can. some some I'm drawing a, software yeah. on the computer uh-huh. about an hour not even it's and that's it. I just the sun. We had so you designed that. Yeah, I designed oh, it. Oh wow! I, I did incorporate. Impressive. You're the first person I've ever uh, had noticed that the compass that I incorporated into the sun. It is. No one, no one has ever. Nobody ever noticed. Oh, Nobody I ever noticed. I'm... And I did that intentionally when I did it with the north, south, uh, the w- east, and the west pointing. Yeah, I can tell. Me learning, and I could see why you would co- learning you as we speak here. I could see why somebody like you. You're a visionary, dude. Like yeah. you really are. So, and your dad. It's great that you're partnering with your dad, man. And it's excellent that you got brothers, younger brothers coming up behind you, who's just learning from you with right. the level of humility that you bring to the table, man. It's it's really really good that you. Our lead, our, our leader in your dad's company, man. Yeah, it's very good to have you know family there to help you. It's like in this case, father son, but because uh, you see, you see other most business deals that I've seen. You know, I can't go in depth about the business deals, but I've yeah, seen other guys make business deals, and the the first thing you think about when you make a business deal, when you're giving away equity or whatever it is, the first thing that kind of crosses your mind is watching your back. You know. Because greed, mm. and people get greedy, and you don't know, you know, how are you going to split this deal? You know, co- contractually, like how is is the cake going to get split? So when you, me and my father, we don't have that problem because we we have a close bond, right? I trust him; he trusts me. I never backstab him; he never backstab me. You might have cases where father and son do that somewhere else, right? But in our story, that's not the case. Thank God. So that gives you a, a that's one less thing you want to worry about as yeah. an entrepreneur or business owner, right? It's like, can I trust this guy? <laughs> you know, that my business partner. And right? almost, and you can almost, almost never. Almost most of the time, you hear like the guy was, 
you always say both like everybody always points the finger at the other guy no that guy screwed me over or that guy especially in construction man you heard a lot yeah so you don't even know who's who to believe right Mm -hmm. and in most cases it has nothing to do with me i don't really you know care you know i'll hear a person's story out but i don't get into like taking sides or pointing fingers but i do hear you hear these stories over the years and i was like man at the end of the day you know, you fracture relationships, friendships, family relationships over money. That's one thing I told myself, if I ever see myself get to that point, I need to hang it up, sit back, go look for something else. But you can't be over here backstabbing people for a couple extra bucks, right? Because I'm going to tell you this, I've, I've met quite a few rich people, you know, millionaires. Uh, and the, the one thing they all have in common is that they all, all of them, it doesn't matter how rich they are, they all want more money. <laughs> right. They all want more. Yeah. You know? They might have uh, $200 million in the bank. They're still figuring out how, how to make more. They might have just $2 million in the bank, and they always want more. So that's one thing I, I also looked at growing up, and I was like, man, these guys are like 10 times richer than me, than we are, right? Um, and they're still not happy. They still want more. Like, you know, where do you draw the line between mm. ambition and, and greed? And mm. that's one thing I'd say. So I told myself, never going to fight over nobody, over money, dad or a business partner he pulls in. or uh, Never going to get greedy, you know. It's, it's easier said than done, right? Oh, yeah. But I've done a good job in just staying grounded, right? Stay. Living with what I have. Yeah. And, you know, because you go up a tax bracket and you start buying more expensive stuff. And a lot of the stuff in hindsight, I realized they go almost a year without use. Yeah, and you can't take it. And I'm like, well, I've hardly ever used it, right? So at the end of the day, you know, I, I just want to drive the business forward, uh, be remembered as a, as a good leader, yeah. and then also being remembered well by the customers, you know, because your yeah. customers help you network and, and expand, right? So now we do mainly commercial and industrial. Yeah. So that's how that's how you built the business out mostly. Like you did. You 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 obviously is an honest guy of high integrity. Is that how you kind of accumulate customers over time? You do such a great job that how did how did the company? A lot of that is down yeah. to you know all all of this. I'll, I'll never take most credit. I don't feel I deserve the most credit. You know, I think it's all down to dad. Mm. Right. I think without him. Who knows where I would be working at, right? It might be some dead-end job or maybe a decent job somewhere else. But this opportunity, very rare, right? For I graduated with construction, and it wasn't. It, I looked in construction, and it was not easy. Because I got a job. I got a job with a well-known uh, builder. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Perry Holmes, if I remember it oh, right. Okay, I, I, I've heard of. So that. when I got out of school, I got a job with that builder. But then they're telling me that I need to have a truck to start okay. work. I'm like, I'm just graduating. Where am I going to get a truck? They were going to per diem or whatever they do. They pay you back. Right. You know, but it wasn't. So the opportunity, sometimes you cannot just walk into it. Even right. if you position yourself to get it, there's so much barriers that yeah. will. So this one that you, you, your dad created a whole company to kind of help you right. have this opportunity is immense man yeah because i think he is the sales man mm. uh, out of the two right yeah. i think we complement each other very well in and what he's good at and yeah. what i'm good at and we kind of just 
You know, so he brings in, he's the rainmaker. He's the rainmaker. He brings in the opportunity, and I do everything else behind the scenes that we need to. And, uh, you know, he's a good orchestrator, and he knows how to bring us the opportunity and lay it out for me and tell us, this is how, uh, you know, taught me, this is how you, you drive forward. Once you once that door opens up for you, mm-hmm. you know, your first project, you do a good job. And from there, you know, sky's the limit, right? Sky's, sky's the, limit. the limit. But you have to do your, your part, put in the work. And that and duo, that duo that you guys have, it's so hard to come across. Yeah. Like, like say, all right, for myself, for example, I would consider, because this is, you know, my business on island, I would be your dad in this scenario, in your scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the rainmaker. I try to figure out how to bring in business and stuff like that. You know how hard it is to find somebody who is going to run the structural part of it and not want to kick you out at some point. Right, right. Jeez. And that's what, where I'm going back to what I said earlier. Bro, you know how hard that is. Take it from somebody who's in that phase of their career right now. Yeah, it's I'm hard. 10 years away from where your dad is. You, in the reverse, if that makes sense. Right, right. But he just, he lucked out. <laughs> he got it. He, he, well, I wouldn't say he lucked out. He he built, he, he got, because with, with business, right, certain things come into your own business with a little bit of luck sometime. Because yeah. what's, the, what's the chances that he just have a son that's just built to be that grounded force that right. he needed, right? So to find yeah, so that for me, it's so, 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 so hard. Yeah, I think I've heard my parents mention it a couple of times, and they realized, uh, you know, some people call it luck, but with us, especially mom just brainwashed me, and, and she's right. Or what we believe in, it's, it's a blessing. Right? No, it's not brainwashed, brother. Uh, it's just full on yeah, blessing, it's, it's, bro. It's how she... she Instilled it's that not in me, right? Close to the it. religion. It's, it's, it's what but, it is. It's a blessing. You know, man. for so many years, she, she taught me that from the good book, and you learn. Um, and they say, you know, we're blessed to have the kids we have because we're we're good kids. You know, yeah, you make a couple mistakes as kids yeah. and stuff. Like who doesn't? Everybody right? makes. At the end of the day, you know, we end up in jail multiple times, making the same mistakes multiple times as maybe some of our friends growing up, right? And so they, they that's the blessing that he got uh, with me being the oldest and then you know the others will, will make their own story they're gonna follow right behind you dude and it's gonna be a it's gonna be blessings on top of blessings i i'm curious when you were coming up you said um you know your dad was learning english during that time right right both your dad and your mom right learning right. english at that time both of them right okay were you because i because again i do solar and I I work with a lot of Hispanics. I work with a lot of family from Mexico to get solar panels. So I I meet with folks a lot. I go in folks' homes a lot. And I, I the culture is 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 amazing, man. Family is everything. From what I just an outsider that goes in some hundreds of folks' right. homes. And it's it's a beautiful thing man i think that's why i kind of felt that so it felt like my story with the with the thing because i i am close i help i would say maybe 40 to 60 percent of my clientele base are hispanic okay so i'm very uh you see and one thing i noticed in the hispanic community this is my own observation is like when both parent don't speak clear enough english mm. They make sure the eldest 
is oh, okay. learn a lot. And then that kid almost grows up really quick because they has to be, so they're involved in everything almost. Were that yeah. the case for you? No, not for me. Mm. Um, you know, dad learned English when mm -hmm. I was very young. So ah. he was, you know, dad grew up kind of rough uh, when I was a kid as far as from a very young age, mm -hmm. six, seven, eight. He's already working out in the fields in Mexico, right? So growing up, meeting my mom, having his first child, me coming to USA and uh, going straight into uh, construction industry himself as a, you know, young adult, you know, you get tossed in there with a lot of English speaking supervisors and stuff. So he had to figure out a way to learn it, right? Hustle, yeah. learn it. And, and I guess he always wanted to reach uh, more and more. So he, he probably knew in his mind that English is a must learn, right? And he learned it when I was four, five, six years old. And, you know, he, he's always, sometimes, you know, people pick on his accent, you know, in a good way, right? Because <laughs> it's always it has that Hispanic accent. You could tell, like, yeah. it sounds like he just learned it yesterday, right? But he's been speaking it for 15 yeah, years. Yeah, gotcha. I understood. But he knows how to communicate yeah, and, yeah. and interpret. Um, I never had to translate for him. For mom, on the other hand, yes, a little bit. A little bit. Because... Father, early on in our career, uh, I mean, in our lives, father was working out of state. Because, mm. you know, when he was employed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. And um, mom was around raising us, the kids. So mom was by herself. Dad would take off for four, four to six months, come in the summertime when we're out of school, pick us up, uh, take us up north state with them, so mm. Illinois, yeah. Indiana, Iowa, wherever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, But by the time we were alone with mom, People knock on the door, sales guys, yeah, whatever. Or whenever you, she had to come to school with us, uh, we I'd have to translate. So in some sorts, you did. You yeah, were that. For you mom, had to translate. For sure, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And mom was always because I did notice. I see that. Yeah, she was a, she's a very smart lady, yeah. but for some reason, she just never wanted to speak the language. No, no, no. You know what? Some people, to their own demise, confuse intelligence with speaking English. They some people do that. They confused. So how you see what I mean? If that if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And what people who are twenty million times more intelligent than the English speaker does, because they're not that fluent in the language, their ears are always open and they're comprehending. You see what I mean? Right. So you can't you can't blow smoke past past folks, which is which is which makes a lot of sense. And I always I resonate with the Hispanic community in that regards because a lot of time, because I have an accent, people figure I don't speak the language, mm -hmm. English properly, right? right? And then they try to talk to me crazy. And I know that's kind of like, you've probably seen it sometime right. because your dad may have, have an accent. They think he doesn't fully comprehend and can run circles around them. Right, and they're right. trying to play games and he's just sitting back. <laughs> Right. Like I got something for you. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's that's true. And I, there was at one point I realized I don't know when it was, but I did realize mom heard something in English, and I kind of saw her reaction or told me what to say back. And I was like, wait, how does she know what to respond? You know, you you, you realize okay, mom understands a lot of this. She just maybe doesn't feel comfortable. Maybe she's embarrassed of having the accent. I don't know, yeah. but. I realized, okay, she she knows what's going on. You know, she knows what's being said to her. So, and then father, you know, he was a 
a hardworking guy, very intelligent, and mm -hmm. he did end up climbing to the top of almost every company he worked for, you know, in his late 20s, early 30s. And then that led to him opening the business because you're doing, you're running almost 80%, 70%, 60% of the operations for someone else's company. And he, you know, it clicked in his head. I could be doing this for myself, right? You know, family. He, he's not going to try to, he's not the kind of guy who's going to try to take over someone else's company and be an asshole like that or greedy, yeah, right? 100%. And he said, okay, you know, you know, they're paying him what he's worth and all that, right? But, what they think he worth. Well, what they think he's worth, <laughs> but he knows what it, what his real value what is. What he actually right? worth. What his true value is, is go work for myself. Heck yeah. Everything they're making, I'm, he's hustling a lot of that work for himself. He's uh, leading the projects top down, you know, mm -hmm. turning over projects. And he's got a very intelligent uh, mind and he's got the background, the experience that I, I don't have 20, 30 years of, construction experience in the field like he does right yeah but he has all that on top of being a visionary yeah. entrepreneur yeah. sales guy uh, all these skills so it's a no it was a no-brainer i'm sure it had to have been start up his own company the only your only limitation is really um you know capital cash flow money mm -hmm. so that's why we started small and you slowly oh, yeah. you know organic growth yeah you 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 reach that level right if you do things right and I think that was very something I learned from that is you know, when you're a teenager, you're like, oh wow, so you know you can work for yourself, you can start you your own company. You learn that early. Yeah, you can start your own company and yeah. do it. And I've been, you know, I thrive off of his leadership because he's like a natural entrepreneur, a natural sales guy. Yeah. He can sell you anything almost. <laughs> and I don't think I have the sales skills that he has, so I think I piggyback very well off of him. And we complement each other so Perfect well. Perfect team, so, man. That's what uh, I'm trying to find. You Somebody know, who... once he is out of the picture, you definitely miss a guy like him. And I'm sure if I were to, you know, step oh, out yeah. away, you, you miss each other. You know, it's that's a perfect union, man. And as I, union. as your mom said, it is a hundred percent a blessing from blessing. the creator, man, for you to have that relationship, dude. I. Yeah. You got to come back at some point because your story is awe inspiring. Yeah. So. And it's it's. It's awe-inspiring on a, a generational thing. It just says why it's so important for people who have the talent and the ability to start a business to actually start a business. Right. If you want to do it. Because, look, he wanted to start a business. He know that he had the ability because he got in a company and he, he raced, raced to the ranks all the time. Right, you have people like that now, who does the same thing, and they just know that they want to start a business, and they're knowing their late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties, and they're like, "Oh, I'll start it next year. Oh, I'll start it five years from now. Oh, I need to go to UHD, or I need to go to U of H, or I need to go to TSU right. to get the degree to show me the degree to get the degree. Yeah, like they're yeah. a thermometer. You don't need all that. You really don't. Uh, what you what you need is very. I love it. You need to be more than anything. Be confident and, and in a sense, be fearless. Not be afraid to fail. Because if Dad was hesitant and he was afraid of, because once you quit that job, you don't have your income, right? And you're relying on what you bring in through the company. So that I can see why that could be scary to some people with families, especially. True. And and but you have if you if you're confident in your skills and what you can do, you, if you can do it for yourself. 
make provide for your family in a better way and mm -hmm. there comes a lot of freedom too with it uh, once you reach a stable point in the company there's a level of freedom mm. that you can break away from the nine to five spend time with the kids in certain milestones with the wife travel when you need to visit family members when you need to that are passing away and yeah. uh, out of the country and uh, your nine to five might not give you the permission you know so a lot of that freedom comes after that hard work and sacrifice but if you never take that first step it doesn't matter how small you start right mm -hmm. you start mowing lawns with just one of your buddies or two buddies yeah you know eventually you you grow you get uh enough money you can buy more equipment hire more crews and you can start growing from there or pressure washing you start pressure washing yeah with two three buddies whatever it is you, it doesn't matter start photography just by yourself yeah you grow from there yeah. it doesn't have to be oh i have to hire 30 employees tomorrow and, and be a, a small mid-sized company right but you yeah. see that's how people confuse it they, they think you got to have number one they think you got to have the degree you got to have a master somewhere yeah, and, no, and they don't. think you got to have you got to know everything. But as you just said, a, a, a true entrepreneur, they're not waiting. They just, they do it. And they kind of just build that parachute as they're figuring right. out how to fly. Man. It, yeah, you, not everything goes perfect. But, you know, if you have the confidence in yourself, you're professional and you have the skills, you figure out how to. Just meeting you, man, and talking to you is very encouraging to me. I'm being honest because I just, like where I'm at right now in my career is probably like where your dad was seven to ten years ago years. or even a little bit That's more right. you I see mean, what i mean fun fact dad's looking into he started a, a soccer academy which is its own business its own oh, entity right? oh yeah so he's another, a business it's gonna be another source of business revenue he started I'm looking to put my little girl into to soccer too so let me know more about that i'll let you know 100 percent. So he's starting you know, he he does some hustles and some small scale businesses yeah, in Mexico, yeah. and he he was maybe looking at a second uh, new business in addition to this one uh, here in the U.S. He's so he's always oh he's always hustling, you know. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, man, is he breaking off more than he can chew? You know, biting off more than he can chew. But that's the kind of uh, mentality that entrepreneurs have right he's a true entrepreneur and that's why i say i cannot take credit for it because <laughs> i helped him build this yeah and you know i don't know if somebody else could have done the job i did better or worse or yeah. what but the, the fact is i'm the one that helped him build it yeah. but without him and his vision but you see that the see the see like our 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 logo here is a turtle Right. And a turtle is, they're very patient. They live for a very long time. But the key thing is they don't get anywhere unless they stuck their neck out. Right. That's what an entrepreneur does. They yeah. stuck their neck out. They do, and they continue <laughs> to do so. Especially sometimes you, 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 you try new things with the company and it doesn't work. And you're sticking your neck out, right? Yeah. You try to branch out to a new service and you it doesn't go too well. Well, you know, try something else. And so you're constantly testing the waters in the market in the and construction business it, what i'm thinking too is like you people who are in the phase and they're 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 delivering you know what well you said yes that paycheck can be crippling so they never really take that next step but some people know that paycheck is such a comfort that if they go out there they themselves might not be willing to do enough work enough to work. get it done but you're just like you're saying uh, your dad kind of started, he knew he was a hard worker. Leaving your family six months at a time, 
bust in your butt in heat wave in cold in snow wherever you're working if you don't if that's not hard working i don't know what hard working is go ahead um so uh, i mean there's a lot like i'm giving him all the credit because uh no one knows but those that were grew up next to him Mm -hmm. all the late nights the hard work early mornings you know first man to get up yeah. last man to, to to pay himself too to go to bed too um so many you know unpaid duties that you do unpaid yeah. hours and but that you know as the life of a, a business owner a hustler an entrepreneur it's it's part of the trade and then sooner or later it pays dividends and it oh, will, yeah. will. sometimes look we're 13 years in and we've had rough years right we've had good years if you're in the business for this long, you know that one bad year can't, one, even one bad project can break you as a company. So true. But you know just as easily as that one bad project or one, one bad year, one good project, one good year, boom. Glass half full, right? Form. Yeah, you glass go half glass full. half full always. Optimist. Optimist. Always know the glass is half full, but uh, you know, don't forget that it's still room, it's still half empty, and yeah. you want to fill that up. So that's important. I think mentality is is key to succeeding in this you know hard work too but you have to be strong mentality mental because when stuff doesn't go your way without me even touch that mental game yet you're you're dropping so much value yeah because i talk about mentality a lot that's that's even that alone if you touch on that that's a whole nother podcast so we we have to hook up again, man. For sure. You know, your, your, your energy is real. I can tell that you've seen it and you've adapted and you've, you're, you're doing it. And I know um, this, this specific podcast is going to reach somebody. Yeah, if it reaches one person, it's going to reach guy, more. I don't think it's going to reach you know? more. But it, it, it can reach. Like the internet, no limit. You know, yeah. there's been stuff I found on the internet that I never would have thought I would watch or listen to and it's like small scales because very little viewership you know why I think so because I think everything macro sometimes I don't I don't just think in the micro I you you know is right now on a macro scale in the entire United States right you know who's getting aged out now is that the baby boomers uh that that generation is getting aged out now they're 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 old they're getting old and we're their kids like you you see what i mean and you have some young guy now who is dad been running a um hvac business for 15 20 years and now his dad is getting arthritis in his back or in his hand and he's saying son this is a good business please help me to run it and the son is like no i'm gonna study basket weaving in oregon somewhere leaving his dad here in texas texas wow you you see where i'm coming from but he he just does not have the wisdom and you at a young age you didn't fight your dad and you have tons of business like that that entrepreneurs other entrepreneurs are coming in right now and they're just buying them and they're buying the soul out of a family yeah Yeah. and no it's just a part of their portfolio but it could have been a legacy for somebody else and that's what you prevented yeah, and I hope to continue. You know, it's hard. 
it's hard, man. You know, yeah. we sit here and you know we dress nice from day to day. Sometimes you're a little dirty in construction. I got you, man. You I drive a nice you. vehicle and stuff. It, yeah. But there's there's some tough days where when somebody wants to quit out there, that's early on in their entrepreneur phase. Mm-hmm. I, I I can relate. Yeah, I'm sure my dad had days where he's like, man, you know, it's tough. Entrepreneurial is not for the weak, man. There's the last the client that I that the last um, guest that I brought on here, we were talking about that at length. It's not for the it's weak, not. man. And again, the mental part of it and just it, the, the, the grind of it, we, we have to talk again, man. We have to talk again. Hey, I want, a I'm not sure, I'm not sure how your schedule is uh, tomorrow, man, but our church, I don't know, our church is having like an event. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just like a get together. It's not to, for you to join or anything. It's, it's right. for kids. Uh, they come and they, they'll just, we'll have jerk chicken. Oh, nice. Yeah, we'll have jerk chicken, stuff like that, man. So if you're free tomorrow, man, just text me. I text you the address. And text you come, me the address. Yeah, sure. yeah, you just come through, man. But, dude, one love, man. It, it's It's been a pleasure. Yeah. One love, brother. I like so, sharing my story. Yeah, and, it's, it's a wonderful you know, story, man. It's uh, You might not realize it, and some people will never know, but there's many stories like this. Mm-hmm. When I was in my early 20s, yeah. from maybe more successful people that yeah. I listen to, you know? Yeah. I'm always listening. And that kind of motivates you like oh man they they made it we can make it too you know it does brother it does hey hey and i say i say this from 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 you know from my life experience everything that i have personally seen every big decision that i've made is always like oh well he did it right (laughs) even this business i'm like well they did it why can't i or she did or he did it or so you're right, man. So again, brother, one love, man. Thank we'll you. definitely keep. Thank in you touch, for having man. me. For it's sure, been a, a blessing. A hundred percent, man. You got a, you got an amazing story, dude.